calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome back, adventure fans, to more of the LUQ preseason Trials of Ascension. We've just witnessed the Elrune Syndicate quite literally slip up their advancement to hero rank in the Frozen Arena, while the Oilstone Destroyers earned their name against the Axe Champion Killbox, giving us one new hero rank team for the season to come. A welcome sight after the one-of-a-kind misfortune of the Grand Proving. Ugh, enough of the Proving, Kip. Thoris has failed its death saves. You can stop beating it now. I made one little whoopsie misjudging the efficiency of the new batch of Green Horn Adventurers. Not like I was the only one on blueprint duty. And if I'm being honest, I hope it puts things in perspective for future teams. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. And to my left is the defensive but debonair Stormclad Thundertongue. I'm just glad to be out of hot water. It's all behind us now. Storm, they sent a pack of Penadrone Enforcers to find you. Are you sure that's all behind us? Yeah, it's no big deal. I gave them a run for their money, too. Took those things hours to track me down. Apparently the league takes it seriously when the host tries to go off the grid, but I wasn't in trouble or nothing, which caught me off guard. I was sure I was cruising for a five-arm robotic ass bruising. I'm glad you're back and here with me to introduce the next trial. Oh yeah, I'm here for a while. I got this fancy little ankle bling to track my location. I give it a day before I figured out a way to de-accessorize, though. They certainly are protective of their assets, aren't they? Right. Assets. Anyway, we're taking off the kid gloves and stepping up to the first hero rank trial of the preseason. And it's one to write home about. We haven't seen a quadratet in years. Right you are, Storm. Teams of four compete in one-to-one -one simultaneous battles in pocket dimensions, racking up style points and going for the coveted KO. Honestly, Kip, other than Arvid Ulfman, the party barbarian, the quadratet could pose a big problem for the Team Tactics Focus MDs, whose new conjuke style is great for mobs and biggins with a hate on, but has never really been tested mano a mano. Though, word on the street is their camp had them on a special training regimen to reduce their dependence on magical talents and improve evasion. And they're gonna need it to butt heads with the Warsong Eternal. This is a team of well-coordinated, single-target specialists, each with their own bag of tricks. Not the types to half-ass a melee. Smart money's on the Eternal, but the Dom's risen through worse. I can't wait. And right on cue, the teams are making their way onto the field. Buckle up, folks, because we're about to see what it means to make it this far in the league. Two teams enter, one team advances. Who will win? Who will survive? Let's find out now! The Mortal Dawn witnessed the last round of the Grand Proving, which was a triumphant failure, as a team known as Abracadanger got eviscerated by a blade trap beneath the floor, having failed disarming one of their challenges. The blood spray was dramatic. The crowd goes wild. So the trap didn't fail to disarm them, is what you're saying? <laughs> Not at all. You are escorted back to your room, where you can get some rest before the trial you yourself will face the next day. The Quadratet, where each of you will face off one against one against another team of four, independent from your allies, and you will be graded. Whichever team gets the highest grade will become champion rank. The other will remain hero till the next season starts. You are escorted out onto the field. There is a large stone platform with four reddish targets painted in the colors of the Mortal Dawn's crest, and each of you is guided to stand on one. Maven and Morty are on the sidelines watching from a spectator's booth. Morty wagging his tail excitedly, barking at Arvid, which is lost in the roar of the crowd. You can hear the announcers speaking to the crowd, but their words are lost to you and distorted over the cheering. You have just a moment together before you are sent to your individual arenas. All right, Don, hands in, huh? Okay. This is, this is normal sports thing, yes? Hands in? Y yes. I put in my symbiote hand. 
Little tendrils wrap around everybody else's hands. Let me move my hand. I like this. It's soft. Chris, maybe you give us the good juices? Yes, on three. One, two, three. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. I like this. (laughs) Uh, Those three are inspired. Okay. And each of them has a tiny floating crystal moving around their head. That's going to be distracting. In the wee hours of the morning before we started, Harithax cast Death Word on themselves Mm. and then took some time to rest and recover that spell slot before the actual challenge. And the last few things that Chris is going to do is make sure his shard hide is up and running as well as stone skin. Okay. All right. So I'm going to roll my elemental resistance. Okay. Looks like I got a five. That is acid. Okay. And I'm going to do my horror specs in the night too. I've got an 18. One of the better rolls that I've rolled for horror specs. Very nice. Useful. I may actually use it this time. (laughs) I'm also going to go ahead and do a death ward on myself. All right. Noted. Use one of my three sexy little fourth level slots. All right. Mr. Corbinson is there before you, and he has some kind of strange artificer's hand crossbow in his hand. And he says, count of three, stand on your platforms. Remember, dimensional magic is not going to work. You'll be in a pocket realm with a ceiling. Three, two, one. He fires it off into the sky, and some colorful rockets shoot upward and explode over the heads of the crowd. Each of you appears in a different arena, with a figure facing you from the opposite side. Uh, Christ you appear in what looks like a marble white room. It's about 50 feet by 50 feet, and the ceiling is 50 feet up. Very cube-like. The figure across from you looks like an elf. Very well-dressed, tight-fitting blue and green leathers, long flowing hair and very long ears. They have a single small blade at their hip, and they have tattoos on their face. Um, You can see as they give you a very theatrical bow that there are two lumps on their back where wings used to be that have been removed. Artyom, You appear in a cobblestone room with dark tiles. There's a grate in the floor where it looks like long ago there was some blood that had collected there. It seems subterranean, almost like a sewer, a slight glistening to the stones, but they're sure under your feet. Across from you, there is a very young hobgoblin in his late teens, dressed in thick full-plate armor with a symbol embossed on the chest, like a tower shield with a kite shield inside of it with a buckler inside of that. He has a heavy mace in one hand and a shield in the other and he gives you a very honorable bow i do the same arvid you appear in a room that seems to be made of tightly packed dirt which is strange considering the walls and ceilings all seem to be held aloft in place perfectly despite the appearance of soft soil Hmm. across from you there is a small built female maybe five foot two she's wearing midnight black leathers with silver straps and two razor sharp blades at her hip She does not bow to you. You met her the night before, being the carekeeper for the White Drake. Oh. And Harithax, you appear with soft sand under your feet. As you seem to manifest in this place, it firms into more of a sand stone. And across from you, there's a very small, filthy pile of dirt and fur, which shakes a little bit, revealing a gnome in heavy, tattered fur cloak, covered in filth, tiny spiders crawling across his eyes and in his hair. Gives you a big, wicked grin. It's a bit off-putting, but you know what? It's a good aesthetic. I would like you all to roll me initiative, please. Oh, boy. 19 plus 3, that is a 22. A 19 for Arvid. A 14 for Harithax. And a 15 for Christ. So each round of combat will happen at one room at a time. I just think I should remind or inform Michael how the note works oh you have a new kind of inspiration now that is kind of important so for everybody uh if you use it for a save you get temporary health points equal to the roll plus my charisma mod if you use it for an attack it is thunder damage so the roll plus charisma plus if i'm reverberating if you use it for a save it acts like advantage on the inspiration die thank you the first to go is artium and artium is going before their opponent god against god i trust Let's see how it plays out. I bang my shield, which is currently resonating with the shield of faith. Mm -hmm. And then that resonance kind of vibrates outward. And then a chakram of light shoots over to them. And then I level my crossbow and take a shot at him. Okay. So that's a spiritual weapon. It is indeed. So I'm going to fire my shot. All right. Uh, Not great. That is a three plus seven. That's a 10. (laughs) All right. And you also get to roll for the chakra. I will indeed. That is better. 17 plus 7. All right. So 
With keen instincts, this hobgoblin's shield comes up and deflects the bolt from your crossbow, and he lowers it in time with a very friendly smile, just in time for the chakram to come arcing down, catching him off guard. So you go ahead and roll me damage for that one. Marvelous. As a five plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which is four, so he's got a nine coming at him. Nine damage. All right. Leaves a deep cut in his cheek. This hobgoblin grins as he wipes the blood away from his cheek with a big smile. And he says, This is going to be an honorable battle, my friend. And uh, he pulls the shield aside and gestures his mace towards you. And a crackling beam of radiant energy shoots towards you as he casts Guiding Bolt at third level. Yikes. I'm going to go ahead and bring your attention to my beautiful shield of Prismatic Ward, mm. which means you get a disadvantage on that check. Ah, uh, got it. So Watch. rolling with disadvantage. Hell yes. That's freaking amazing. Yeah, this thing is a nasty spellbreaker. Oh. And if he gets a critical failure, it reflects back at him. <laughs> I really want to see that happen Or if you critically succeed a saving throw, Correct. right? Are yeah. You... I want a shield like it's that. It's very <laughs> circumstantial because it has to be a spell that only targets me. So if it does like an area of effect, it doesn't work. Still cool. <laughs> it is. So you avoided a critical. Nice. Which is very good. That is pretty fortunate. <laughs> That's amazing. A third level guiding bolt crit is not going to be happy. Which gives him a modified 18. It does not hit my 23. All right. He's going to save some of his juicy stuff. And he's going to use his move action to kind of roll in a combat strategic move underneath your spiritual weapon and charge towards you, moving 30 feet. And he is bearing down on you with uh, hammer and shield. Next up, we have Arvid. And you go before your opponent. Okay, so Arvid's just going to uh, go straight into a rage. He takes a deep breath, huffs out, and it's almost like you can feel the heat rising off of him. And then he charges to make an attack with parody, the okay. two-sided axe. That's 28. That hits. God damn. That's show me really that, good. Show me that damage. We're going to start with the dark side. Okay. Okay, 11 damage. I keep forgetting also that I've got a, a ability that adds two extra force damage anytime I make, I, I land any melee attack mm -hmm. um, after moving 10 feet straight. Yes, that so. absolutely triggers. So as you run forward and impact her with your axe, there's almost like a shockwave that follows you that resonates through your horns. <laughs> All right, your first strike is successful and your speed at closing the gap and getting into her close proximity catches her off guard. And if you'd like, you have another attack. Yes. We'll do the swing with the white or the light side, the radiant side. Ooh. So that is 27. That also hits. Um, <laughs> and a little bit better damage that time. Um, so that's 16? 16. 16. Plus, plus the force or just on that first one? Just on the first one. Cool. Sam, I appreciate that you rolled dark colored dice for your necrotic damage and brightly colored <laughs> dice for your radiant damage. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I too am a fan of this. So you impact twice. Very strong hits, leaving two gashes across her chest. And she takes a step back in disbelief. She was not anticipating this big kind of dopey looking lummox to immediately go into this feral state and begin striking so quickly. Got to watch out for the quiet ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Story of my life. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the crowd loves it. This young woman that you've struck twice spits out some blood and says, Impressive. You caught me off guard. That won't happen again. And these two razor-sharp short blades come out and begin to dance before you. She makes three attacks. Coming in at a 21. Uh-huh. Uh, that is a miss. And that is a 27. Uh-huh. So the first one is going to strike you a clean cut, dealing you uh, six damage because of your rage. And the second one, now that you have taken damage, increases in damage because she has Colossus Slayer. Ooh. Uh, but it's another six damage because I rolled bad. Okay. So there is just a blur of blades in front of you. Next up, we have Crist, but your opponent goes before you. This figure moves their coat to one side and looks like they're tucking a spell book into a safe compartment to keep it out of their way while they fight. And they unsheathe this rapier with a hum and they immediately start shifting their feet left and right, almost moving as though they're in a salsa dance. And they hold it out before them and they enter their blade song stance. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know what this means. <laughs> You'll find out. Cool. 
this is a really good pairing for you thematically, though. Mm-hmm. And from the tip of the rapier, he uses his action to summon a witch bolt. Ooh, okay. So I'm coming at you with a ranged spell attack. That is a 24. Uh, that hits. Take out some zest. God, I, can't, I don't even know if you can get, I don't know if you can break it in an arena like this. Uh, 16 lightning damage as the witch bolt strikes you and it does not stop. It keeps going from the tip of the rapier to your body. You may now respond. Chris looks for the nearest Modron, looks straight into the camera, looking at this invisible audience, takes his flask of surefine bourbon from his robe, pulls it out up high, pours it in his mouth, dripping down, and says, have you seen anything finer on the battlefield? And inspires himself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give them a good show. And with that, I'm going to do a fifth level shatter heightened by the ring of binding. Wow. Fifth level shatter. Okay. Yup. Silent. Silent shatter. Okay. Go ahead and spend the sorcery points. All right. Because they were ready to counterspell. Yeah. Love silence so much. Especially now that you're using it correctly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And for flavor. (laughs) So that is 68 and then another 3d8. So that's 98. Okay. Wizards are not a hearty folk. (laughs) <laughs> double fisting d8s over here uh so we'll both take nine damage from the bind and then the 33 for the shatter got it so as this silent thunderstorm crashes down on top of them you realize they are unable to prepare a counter spell um, but as soon as they feel the thunder they trigger another reaction and you see some of the energy get sucked into the blade of their rapier as they absorb elements hmm. <laughs> but their clothes still get slightly ripped and shattered at the uh, impact of the sonic energy and some blood trickles out of their ears and eyes and they kind of rub it away give you a stern smile okay thank you and as the thunder fills the rapier you hear a crackling sound as the witch bolt ends yeah nice that's lucky for you (laughs) all right that brings us to harathax but your opponent goes before you naturally all right uh he moves 25 feet towards you and rather than moving their feet their robes just seem to kind of drift along as hundreds of tiny spiders seem to be carrying them Ugh. gross i love it nastiness where's kristen his shatter where i when i need him <laughs> Ew, get it away get it away fireball yeah scorched earth leave nothing behind yeah and uh for his action you see he kind of crosses his tiny arms, and as he pulls them apart, his skin turns into a very dark granite color. Okay. Um, and for their bonus action, they begin chanting and whispering in this strange insectoid language, and the spiders start to pour out from them, covering their shoulders and their head. They now have this sort of halo of insects surrounding them. And that is their entire turn. Yuck. And that makes it Harothax's turn. All right. Um I'm, I'm going to assume that since we're in an arena and being televised, this is probably a brightly lit area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harthax is going to tap their Staff of the Witness into the sand, and it's going to flare with power as I cast Shillelagh as a bonus action. And then I'm going to look at this spider boy, mm-hmm. and Harthax is going to say, So good of you to come closer. As they say, it's always darkest before the dawn. The eye on my Staff of the Witness flares in its gem, mm-hmm. and I cast Shadow of Moil on myself. Mm. and flame-like shadows erupt off of Harothax's body, and the area around them turns into dim light. Ooh. We saw some great pregame buffs from both sides of the field here, Kip. AC boosted, inspiration dealt out. And both teams appear to be going all in. We'll be seeing no half measures in today's Battle Royale. I love a bit of cleric on cleric, a god-fearing free-for-all, a hot, sweaty clergy collision, a clergy, if you will. I won't. Archim's repping bread, a cruel god to say the least, and Falshir's sporting the colors of Balatar. Melee combat is a form of prayer to these guys, and Volkov better keep his shield up. And Chris versus Mithandril has already started with thunder and lightning, exactly what we'd expect from some powerful spellcasters like them. Arvid's showing some fearless aggression and is charging in like a true blue barbarian, but Hrens felt bigger and stronger foes before. I'm excited to see that one play out. As for Harathax versus Vindwil, well, they're both wild cards. Who knows what the two of them have up their sleeves? Spiders. My money's on spiders. Brings us back to the top of the round. So, Artyom, you are going first. Excellent. So, at the risk of dramatism, I'm going to have the Chakram kind of fly through the air and hit them. Mm-hmm. 
And then let's see how that goes. That is a 15 plus eight for a 23. That hits. Neat. Four plus four. Okay. And then from the impact, a large chunk of fire is going to spurt up into the air, start to grow and pulsate. Mm. And then I'm going to drop a fireball behind them at a distance that doesn't hit me. (laughs) Nice. That's a dexterity saving throw. I believe so. Nice. (laughs) Well, they succeed, but they're still going to take half damage. Yes, indeed. Here we go. that ASMR. Mm. 26. Damn. Not great. Regardless, half of the arena is now engulfed in flame for a brief moment, and against his back you can see the hair singed, the cloak now smoldering, and a look of surprise coughs up (laughs) some smoke. I'm going to move. Oh, please do. I'm just going to go to the corner. Okay. Their turn to reciprocate. This opposing cleric has enough speed to make it toe-to-toe with you in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, as he moves up, you see him drag the hammer across the holy symbol on his chest, and a sort of buckler rises out, and he summons his own spiritual weapon, mm. which uh, floats next to you as he charges for combat. Excellent. So his spiritual weapon comes at you, missing. You roll out of the way with your deft dexterity. Cool. Uh, and then he moves up to you to take a strike with his war hammer. That is not super. Unfortunately, he rolls very poorly, which tends to happen when I roll to attack Artyom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So his hammer echoes out as it strikes your shield. Nice. And he looks at your shield jealously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then maybe you can recover the bones of a dragon and get your own shield. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to Arvid. You are toe-to-toe with this dervish. Yeah. She's a scary lady. And I think using Colossus Slayer on you makes a little bit more sense. It does. Mm -hmm. I'm colossal. I think I should go in for just another full attack. So Arvid, uh, after taking the two hits, says to her cousin, that stings. And and then flips back in with the two attacks um, with the axe. And then we're going to throw in the bonus headbutt. Nice. So... 26 is the first one. That should be good, right? Oh, yeah. And then the other one is um, just 22, which is still pretty good, right? That still hits. Okay. Rolled better on damage that time. Should be a total of 35 for the attacks with parity. And then I make the headbutt attack. And that is 19. All right. With the 19, your horns come down and each horn gets caught by a sharp blade, digging a small groove into them. And she holds your strength back. She's fucking cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like her. her. Her AC is a lot better with both of her swords out. Ooh. Perhaps she would like a child as well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's end. She looks up at you, and there's a flash of purple across her eyes. And she says, you're mine now. And a strange... Sigil floats above your head, some kind of ancient marking of wilderness, some kind of vow of enmity, and she unleashes on you with her attacks as you are hunters marked. Coming at you with a 20 and a 24. Yeah. They're both over 20. And actually, she's looking pretty pretty fucking rough right now. (laughs) She's hoping to return the favor. The first attack deals you 14, and yes, that's halved. Jesus. The next one deals you nine. Okay. She only makes two because she used her bonus action to trigger the hunter's mark. That scares me. And she's coughing up some blood. It looks like uh, while she's balancing these blades carefully, she also seems to be slowly making her way towards her belt for a potion. (laughs) All right. That brings us to Crist. So the figure locks eyes with you. (laughs) And as they move into the steps of this dance, suddenly the pattern of their feet becomes unfollowable to your eye. As they shift to the left, you see their body move to the right, and suddenly they're standing at your side. And they strike outward with this razor-sharp rapier. That is a 16. Nope. And with their second attack? Oh, they get a second one. They do. Only two, though, because they used a bonus action to Misty Step. Uh, That one, though, is a 24. Uh, Let's use some luck. Try again. Okay. That is a 19. 
Uh, let's go ahead and just shield that away. Okay. Um, they use their reaction to counterspell your shield. <laughs> and as the rapier enters you, it discharges the thunder energy it collected from your shatter. Uh, 14 plus 2. So 16 piercing damage. That's halved. Because of stone skin. Yes. Hey. So I only take 10. And they are now next to you, but they're still dancing around you in circles. But I can probably sense where they really are because I have tremor sense. Mm-hmm. No, it helps for sure. You may now retaliate. All right. First, Chris is going to start to reverberate to the sound of all this thunder going on. And with that, he's just going to laugh, smile, and then he's just going to lock eyes with his opponent and start to disappear, leaving just a smile. And Chris is going to take this opportunity to throw his laughter one way and move the other. Okay. And uh, which way would you like to move? Um, I'll go ahead and move to that to the closest end to me of the battlefield, and the laughter will be flowing towards the other uh, other end. Okay, so go ahead and roll me a per- performance check Ooh. to see how well you kind of throw your voice magically. Ooh, that is a 16 plus, I think, 12. So, Okay. <laughs> nice performance. Thank you. That is a 16 plus 12. Holy shit. 28. Wow. 28. Jesus. That's really high. So it very clearly sounds like your laughter drifts off in one direction as you tiptoe away in the other. That brings us to Harathax's turn. Mm-hmm. Um, the gnome is going to go right before you. Mm-hmm. And it simply scurries up to you. Uh, spiders begin to pour out of it, and it just reaches out with a long, dirty finger and attempts to touch your leg. Okay. So I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, that's a 14. I'm going to use Chris's bardic inspiration on my save. Hell yeah. I'll roll my d6, and then I get temporary hit points whether I pass or fail still. Yes. Cool. Yes. I roll... Um, a five on my D6 for Chris's inspiration, which gives me a total of 19 for my save. That is thankfully enough. Okay. And then that five plus his four for charisma gives me nine temporary hit points. It does indeed. Seriously? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) The tiny crystal that's floating around your head shatters and releases a note of music. Nice. Cute. (laughs) So thankfully you take half damage from this. Cool. As the druid blights you. Ah. Mm. Damn. I don't like that face, Law. I, the first round was horrible. The second round was primo D8 rolling. Uh, so you take 21 points of necrotic damage. That's already halved? That is halved, yes. Okay. All right. God damn. So there go my temporary <laughs> instantly. And then concentration for Shadow of Moil. Please. After 21, so it's DC 10. You're right. I rolled a five and a four with Uh-oh. advantage. Uh, do we have LUQ inspiration? Yeah, you each have one point. Cool. I'm going to re-roll one of those then. That's a horseshit save. <laughs> that's a natural 20. Ooh, hey, that's yeah. Very good. That's inspiration. Yeah. Nice. He touched me, right? Yep. Does that count as a melee attack? Does he take damage from me then? For Shadow Boil? I'll say a spell attack that deliberately says touch will count for that. In okay, this. cool. So then he takes 13 necrotic for the audacity of necrotically damaging me. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than it looking like it hurts him, a chunk of spiders just withers and dies. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Nasty. <laughs> this is a nasty boy. He's yeah. a nasty boy. This is probably my least favorite. He's worse than the... Um, the... Corn chips? Corn chips. <laughs> <laughs> Regis. It's Regis. <laughs> Regents. <laughs> um, but now, Harathax, you may respond in kind. Cool. Um, I am going to um, pivot around them and then just back away mm-hmm. and leave their uh, threatened space. Okay. They're gonna. They're gonna use an attack of opportunity. Okay, that's fine. I anticipated as much. Uh, that's a good roll. It'll hit then. Oh, that's right. Excellent. Um, so we're uh, looking at a twenty-six. Okay, that oh, will hit. Uh, and they are going to, from out of their robe, the hand that you couldn't see comes out clutching a dagger. Hmm. It looks like a ceremonial crest with a slight wave to it. Okay. And you can see liquid dripping off of the tip of it. Oh, great. So as they hit you, I also need you to make me a Constitution saving throw. Another one. Got it. All Please right. And thank you. Uh, that's a five. Okay, so you're going to take full poison damage. That seems sensible. I forgot he even had it since I wrote this, and I'm like, oh, poison blade one use. Cool. This is the time he's going to use that it. That would be a good time to use it. Uh, 18 poison damage. Okay. And five piercing damage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 23 damage total. Feel my sting. Yeah. 
He takes another 15 necrotic for stabbing me. <laughs> the cloud grows thin as the crowd goes wild. As a reaction, I hellish rebuke him. There's a lot of back and forth. I love it. Mm-hmm. Spellcaster Jesus. fights are nuts. Uh, so he needs to make a save, right? For Dex save, yes. Mm-hmm. And he is looking at a 15. Is not a pass. So he takes Woo! he takes damage. Ooh. And let me see if Shadow of Moil stays up or I lose it when he stabs me. Yeah, it's another natural 20 on Ooh! my save. God damn. Yes! Damn, so I still have Shadow of Moil. Uh, fifth level Hellish Rebuke deals. And my Hellish Rebuke does necrotic. Design right. Harathax. So, 29 necrotic on the Hellish Rebuke. So, you vaporize the remaining spiders. Okay. He's now just the gnome. He still has some bugs clinging to him, but no longer in this sort of aura. And he winces. As I finish my movement, I, I get to about the center of the ring. And as my action, I use one with shadows to turn invisible. Nice. So, Harathax just steps back into darkness and just fades out of existence. Very cool. So with that, two rounds of combat have passed. There's been blood shed on each side, spells blasting back and forth, and trickery and deceit. And the crowd is absolutely loving it. We're just halfway into the quadratet, and it's anyone's game at this point. Ha <laughs> ha! You see, Archim dropped that F-bomb. What? You know, fireball. F-bomb. Nothing like a 40-foot blast in a 50-foot room to get things extra spicy. All these spellcasters are really showing off the vast differences in their style and strategies. The back and forth is almost faster than I can follow. Harvest Scott runs back to the wall and his two horns to the wind, but some animals get real scary when they're cornered. I don't think Arvid has the druidic chops to suit this beast. Scratch what I said before. Your smart money is nowhere near this fight. And speaking of putting down money, let's check in on this week's sponsor. We'll be right back with more of the Trial of Ascension. You didn't think it could get any better than Sex Barn. Sex Barn. Hot single minstrels ready to sing you the songs of true love for coppers on the hour. Sex Barn. But we're taking it to the next level. Live provocative scry videos of your favorite bards playing the most forbidden songs, enacting the most taboo recitals all in one place. Thousands to choose from at Sex Bard's new Perform Hub. Sex Bard. Categories like 7 eighths time signature, amateur scores, flute fetish, oral recitals, and pluck holding, with so much more. Sex All of your minstrel desires are just a few crystal clicks away with new Perform Hub. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. No one is prepared for disaster. No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On Mayday, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to Mayday wherever you get your podcasts. cuties i love this episode so much this was so much fun to record if a bit on the long side so much deliberation on turns and actions but it was so much fun anyway thank you to law for editing this one because i know i didn't want to we just recorded our halloween special a two-parter set to air in the next few weeks and it was seriously tense so get ready for that I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon subscribers for making all of this possible, in particular our legendary teams, the Tavern Brawlers, the Moonlight Vale, the Oathsworn, the Ancestors Fury, and the Cultured Cutthroats, as well as this week's featured team, the Iron Rhapsody, with Eshwin, Krista Perez, Christopher Mashburn, and John Reiner. I also want to thank our newest legendary patron, Patch Perryman, a longtime supporter who just upped his sub to join the Legends. Thank you so much, Patch. We didn't get a chance to tell you all since it was so last minute, but we were invited to do a question and answer panel for Sandemonium, Northern Idaho's yearly fandom convention. We had a great time with it, and you should check it out for yourself. You can find the link at theluq.com or at their website at sandemonium7b.com. 
We're still going hard with Spooktober over at twitch.tv slash slapdash streams. If you want to see me play free and cheap horror games, come check it out Monday through Thursday at 6pm. Law is also playing one of my favorite games of all time, Hollow Knight, Monday and Wednesday at 7.30pm. And you can find our joint Pokemon Challenge playthroughs Tuesday and Thursday at 7.30, all times PST. Thank you all again, and let's get you back to the action. Good evening, I'm Winston Fabanifed III, and welcome to Mackinac News 5, your top source for up-to-date coverage of the Five Kingdoms. The House of Seven Hours, a renowned martial arts dojo in western Alcara, has recently come upon hard times, with its lowest attendance in over a decade. As a result, a considerable number of instructors have been laid off, and those who remain have had their pay dramatically reduced to keep the establishment afloat. The Combat Training Center is therefore operating with a quarter staff. The cut in pay did not sit well with the remaining employees, resulting in a group demonstration and a refusal to work until their financial needs are met and their salaries renegotiated. Tune in for more information on the progression of the unarmed strike as it hits. Late last evening, two ships were reported missing from King Omsol's private fleet. As of this morning, however, the top-of-the-line war galleons, the Tainere and the Divino, have been located after expert sleuthing from the Simtora, elite investigators for the Crown. Enhanced interrogation suggested that an undisclosed high-ranking naval officer, under alcoholic influence, convinced a group of subordinates to take the warships out for a joyride. The Divino, named for King Omsol's nephew, has been returned safely along with an admission of guilt following a sobering altercation with the Centaur. The Tainere, the namesake of the royal prince, however, was severely damaged after crashing into one of the central trade docks in southern Tewell. Court martials and hefty repair fees are sure to be forthcoming for the naval officer and his co-conspirators, who despite their seafaring savvy, crumbled under peer pressure. Since the League of Ultimate Questing began pitting heroes against challenges both wild and domesticated, the ground proving has seen young hopefuls compete in grueling challenges to earn their place on the League's official roster. However, for the first time since the League's inception some 15 years ago, this year's pre-season proceedings draw to a close with a 0% success rate. Some claim the difficulty of the traps and challenges to be far in excess of reason for nascent adventurers, citing the design by the League's undisclosed experts as incompetent and wantonly cruel, while others praise the event's ruthlessness, suggesting that the bar has been too low for too long, creating a false sense of grandeur and allowing inexperienced teams to endanger themselves and others on live scry, in environments where resurrection is not possible and safety precautions are not assured. But with no official response to the outrage and no plans for further events to replenish the current graduating novice teams, it would seem the League is exchanging their usual green teams for a uniform shade of red. This has been Winston Bay Bandeferth III with Mackinac News 5, Five Kingdoms, One Story. The Quadratet is full of violence, explosive magic, and we're only halfway through. The top of the round is Artyom Volkov. Beautiful. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I'm going to go ahead and move my beautiful little baby Chakram over up behind him. And then as I attack him, I'm going to come down on him with a guiding bolt from it. Ooh, interesting. First, we have the attack, which is definitely going to be a miss at 13. So the 13 misses his AC. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and use my League of Ultimate Questing Inspiration to try and reroll that die. Sure. That is a 18. His AC is higher than that. No. Okay. He's, he's a defensive boy. Damn. Oh, well, I missed the attack, but that's okay. Because regardless, the Chakram kind of creates an almost Death Star-like beams of light that connect to then bring down a guiding bolt on him. Mm-hmm. That one is a 23. 23 connects his armor class. Marvelous. For sure. Junky 23. Jesus. Junk. So we're going to go ahead and do 46 on him and give me advantage on my next attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a... 11 for the hit. 11 total. 11 total. Noted. Excellent. And then I'm going to go ahead and move to the corner of the room proper. And while I do, I'm going to be swapping out my crossbow for my thorn spear. Okay. Sounds good. So he looks at the radiant light that he has been washed in and kind of a stern look goes over his face. He realizes that he hasn't been putting his back into it. He's been not letting that part of him out that got him onto the league that history of violence that he keeps under his belt. And he enters a bit of a snarling hobgoblin rage and charges at you. Hmm. Says, For Balator! And as he runs, his spiritual weapon careens at his side and they both impact you at the same time. Uh, I'm going to warding flare his attack. And not the spiritual weapon? Correct. Cool. So spiritual weapon's coming in at a normal roll, which is a 24. That definitely hits. I was really hoping for a flawless victory. <laughs> uh, 13 from the radiant weapon. And he's going to roll 
his first attack with disadvantage, which is a big old, not very good, 11. No dice. Um, he used his bonus action to attack with the radiant weapon, so he doesn't get his extra swing a swing. I guess that's his whole turn. Hey. <laughs> nice. He has an ability he's like waiting to use, but it's never clutch enough to be like, yeah, now's the time. Okay. Uh, but he seems to be tanking your hits pretty well. Nice. That brings it to Arvid. The young woman you're fighting seems to be doing quite poorly, but she's gritting her teeth and giving it everything. I believe you said uh, he saw her reaching for a potion. Mm-hmm. Arvid's amber eyes flicker down to her hand at the potion and then back up to her eyes. And he says, great plan, little cousin. And pulls a potion out of his own satchel. And um, he's going to attempt to do like a cheers thing with her, like clinky on the glasses. And then (laughs) (laughs) that's really cute. (laughs) I love it. So it's a it's just the the, uh, fancy healing potion, the greater. Yeah. Fifteen. All right. You are healed for 15. And she looks at you really confused. (laughs) Um, She holds her bottle up for a moment and lightly clinks it to yours before quaffing her own, using her action to enact her potion. Uh, And he says, may our blood not be spilled in vain. And as soon as they finish, he headbutts them. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You're just going to (laughs) like... Toss jag the glass into their mouth. I <laughs> love how messed up that is. Um, Arvid's got a bonus action. He's got to use it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's definitely a hit. I got 17 on the die. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> 12. Yikes. This is what we always do when we're drinking. Yeah. Come on, little cousin. <laughs> you know, in Arvid's family, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they drink the potion and then you undo a lot of its hard work <laughs> with a resounding headbutt, oh. leaving broken glass in her cheeks and blood trickling from her teeth. Oh, oh shit. Well, that's my turn. <laughs> we return to the chamber with Christ and the Blade Singer. They go before you and they seem to be looking around trying to figure out where you went in your invisible state. So their keen elven ears attempt to tune in and they begin moving around in kind of a defensive dance. Uh, So go ahead and roll me a stealth check opposed to their perception check to see if they can figure out where you're moving. It's going to be difficult, but they're going to try. Okay, come on, please don't be shitting me. That was so much worse. I'm going to use the LQQ inspiration because those die rolls were terrible. (laughs) Fair enough. Alante is making a very annoyed face. Because it's the exact same role. That's great. That's not even... Oh, whatever, that's, that's 11. so juicy. 11. That's so stupid. Well, the good news is they didn't roll super good themselves. Um, so all they've been able to determine is that you're that direction somewhere. Okay. Um, so they're not going to be able to target with their sword or zero in on what square you're in or anything, but they are going to take a hip shot and drop a fireball in that corner of the room. <laughs> okay. So they're... Statistically maximizing their chances of hitting you. <laughs> Take a page out of the old Archim book. Yep. <laughs> now you're going to have advantage on your deck save because you're invisible. So they actually are able to hit me? It's well, a it's fucking a, fireball. It's going to fill this half of the room. So okay. uh, <laughs> Those bad boys ain't small. Yeah. There's a reason why I tend to cast them away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good plan for dealing with an invisible person. Mm-hmm. I would argue the only plan for dealing yeah. with an invisible person. Nuke the room. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I can't see him. Whatever will I do? (laughs) (laughs) What was your deck save? Uh, 19. That makes it. So you take half damage from the fireball, which comes out to 13. Okay. That's all they can do on their turn. Mm -hmm. They just seem to be looking around confused, trying to figure out where you went as the smoke and ashes clear. Okay. With the roar of the fire and all the loud noises, Chris runs up behind them. And these words echo throughout the hall. You're not a caster if you can't spell. And then a Chris attempts to steal the wizard's book. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You fucking asshole. I was expecting you to heal or something. You're like, no, I'm just going to steal your fucking book. (laughs) I want to fuck with him. They've been fucking with me the entire time. The ultimate dick move. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if he fireballs you again, he's jeopardizing his spell book if you steal it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is a defensive maneuver. Right? Yeah, definitely. And if it's got a strap, you can just hold it like a shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see a slide of hand from, from Chris. That is a 22 for slide of hand. 
that is higher than their perception to perceive you coming. Yes! <laughs> the book is mine! <laughs> and he you, doesn't unstealth because of that, right? Nope. Oh my god. <laughs> and you just hear this, what the fuck? <laughs> yes! <sighs> that brings us to Harathax and the gnome. All right. The gnome goes before you. Mm-hmm. Harathax is invisible, correct? Mm-hmm. Harathax is invisible. I mean, technically invisible in the middle of a 10-foot darkness sphere, but right, it can't see me. Uh, the gnome kind of looks around in all directions, uncertain exactly where Haru is standing, and says, I've seen you on the scriv. You've got tricks, but I've got tricks too. How do you like this, motherfucker? <laughs> and uh, he flips off his dirty brown tattered robe, begins to crack and grow, and polymorph into a mammoth spider. What? What? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Sounds about right, right? Yep. He's druid. Uh, Felt this one coming. Oh my god. There's a big ass mini. He's a big boy. The nicest thing about the mammoth spider stat block is the tremor sense. Mm. Uh, He uses his action to do that, though. And now the spider is simply clawing its way towards you with these massive fangs. And this thing seems to be laden with heavy egg sacs. Yuck. Yuck. Mm-mm. Love the word egg sack, you know? Yeah. It's good. And now it is Harithax's turn. Now it's my turn. All right. Harithax doesn't know it's got tremor sense. So my plan was buy myself some time by turning invisible. I take my action to activate my symbiote and recover my spell slot. And that's all I'm going to do on this turn. Very good. The huge spider towers over you and you hold perfectly still as its venom drips around your feet. Mm-hmm. Things are really heating up, and the Warsong Eternal is on the fence, trying to break through the MD's defenses. You got Chris pulling the old disappearing act on Mythendril to throw him for a loop, but who knows how long that'll last. Keen ears are a blessing on the battlefield, and keep away with the wizard's spellbook is dangerous play. Lilywhite didn't, uh, well, uh, he used to hate it when I did it. That's for Haru and whatever uh, that thing is. It's a gnome, Storm. Well, maybe it was, but now it's a giant spider. Ugh. I don't know if I'd rather fight a huge pile of spiders or one giant one. I suppose the ideal answer is neither. And the clerics aren't pulling any divine punches. Valsir's having trouble getting an advantage over Artyom, but his anger is also starting to build. This could turn around quickly. But I will say my play of the day has to go to Arvid for that potion headbutt combo. Perfect balance of respect and insult. She'll be picking glass out of her molars for a month. Let's watch as the second half unfolds. Next up is Artyom Volkov. Artyom feigns concern. Mm-hmm. He looks at the corner behind him. And says, looks like you have me cornered, but uh, somehow I think this is bad for you. And then I drop a dawn so that the edge of it falls just short of me. Ooh, youch. So the entire 50-foot arena is now flooded with a bright high noon sunlight. And what kind of effect does that have on his area? He takes a 4d10. What? What kind of save is that? That is a dexterity save. And he will take that every turn he lands in this space. (laughs) Is it on your turn or on his? Uh, At the end of his turn. Gotcha. Well, Dex is not his full-plated strong suit, so he does not do great. Awesome. And another four, so that's 13 damage to him, Radiant. Oh, actually, I get to re-roll one of those because I am now in actual, full-on, pure-ass sunlight. Excellent. And so instead of a one, I get a two. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So that's 14 instead of 13. 14 instead of 13. And then just as he's kind of reeling from that, the... Spiritual weapon will come down on him again. Also, at this moment, my shield of faith drops because this is concentration spell. Okay, understood. And let's do that attack. That is a 13 plus 7. Eight, excuse me, 21. 21 just hits. <laughs> D8 is 5 plus my fancy boy, a 4. That is a 9. 9 more damage. This guy is looking very hurt. <laughs> yeah. Super duper hurt, I would say. Uh, He's going to cringe at the searing hot light at his back. Uh, He's going to throw down his shield and grab his hammer two-handed. He's going to try to bring it down on your head. I'm going to cast Warding Flare. Just a little bit more light for fun. Totally. So he's rolling with disadvantage. The lowest of those two is a one on the dice, unfortunately. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. God damn. That's the one thing that could have happened that kept him from using his cool ability. (laughs) Oh, no. No It's okay. You really wanted to, but uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the dice for you. Let me check my fumble chart real quick. 
That's a mean fucking hit, dude. Could you imagine, like, you corner a dude and you think, I got him now, and then all of a sudden the entire world turns into blinding, mm-hmm. searing sunlight? <laughs> it's bright in here. <laughs> I imagine they have to use, like, a sunglasses filter over the fucking camera just to make sure he gets it. Let's turn on some shades. Drop the ISO. Well, at least it's well lit. <laughs> Meanwhile, in mine, fuck. <laughs> Crank the gain. I can't see a goddamn thing. As this bright blast of light hits him in the face, inches before his hammer impacts with your skull, you duck out of the way and he carries the momentum through, burying the hammer through the stone of the wall, cracking and damaging the dimensional shield. And his hammer is embedded into it, stuck, ignited with magical fire. (laughs) Jesus. Mark down that he got a big fumble on that one. That's a, that's a harsh penalty. Mm Mm-hmm. But because he can, his spiritual weapon is still going to attempt to attack you. That's okay. I'll just let him do it. <laughs> so basically over your heads, there's this battle of these spiritual weapons clashing together and raining sparks down over your heads. That is a, a 20. Ah, no, no dice. <laughs> All right. So since this is probably his last turn, he's going to use his war god's blessing, which he's been sitting on this whole time, but hasn't been able to use it to make that a total of 30. Hey! So he does, in fact, get to hit you with at least one spiritual weapon. Marvelous. He rolled pretty good damage. So 15 damage. Nice. I have now lost one third of my health. (laughs) He's only hit twice successfully this whole time. Wow. I'm at about half of mine. Yeah. You don't want to know. No. (laughs) The first time you take damage, I assume you're at less than half. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty accurate, usually. So the Battle of the Clerics is beginning to wind down as blood and fire are filling the battlefield. Uh, actually, oh, here's the fun fact. He ended his turn in the fucking radius, so That's he true. takes another 40 10 mm. damage. Unless he, well, even if he gets the success. He's still going to take something. Well, he made the save. Yeah, he got the natural 20. Nice. Ooh. But he's still going to take seven. Seven? 14. Cut in half. No, absolutely. It's just funny. <laughs> That's great. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that brings us to Arvid. Okay. Uh, Arvid's going to use his uh, Boots of the Winter Court to, as a bonus action, teleport up to 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to take it back to where he started, kind of. Yeah. And then use his um, action to get that gal- galvanic dampening manulator boom (laughs) Jesus okay (laughs) you got the name I wouldn't have fucking remembered that I can barely remember Vibrochromatica right Uh, so your magic boots ignite and you simply face step 30 feet away from your target and you hold out this mechanical gauntlet charged with lightning Um, that's a deck save 15 I rolled bad yes she's dexy isn't she she's very dexy and I rolled (laughs) shit so let's see that sweet damage 46 Okay, 12 damage. She eats it, and it seems like the only thing holding her up now is the wall. Oh. Her back is oh. <laughs> she pauses for a moment to consider the situation. She uses a wonderful feat to instantly sheathe her blades and uses her movement to get her bow out. And she says, You fight dirty and with honor at the same time. I don't understand you, but I will kill you. For Arvid. <laughs> All right, so she is going to pull an arrow back and thorns begin to grow out of it before she fires it. That is a total of, with a bow, she's way better than with her swords. So 18 is the start to finish. To hit? 18 AC, yes. Yeah, that hit. Okay. Oh, she has Colossus Slayer and Hunter's Mark still. Those don't go away. Those (laughs) remain active. Almost forgot that shit. Uh, So a total of 14 is halved. As the thorn arrow buries into your chest and you actually feel parts of it growing into your rib cage. And she's wheezing. <sighs> that brings us to Christ. You have a book in your hand and a confused wizard whirling in circles next to you. Uh, he's going to blindly swing out in the direction of the thing that just grabbed his book. He's going to not have a very good ability to hit you, but he's going to try. Wow, that's really good rolls. Yeah. She's <laughs> us. Uh, 24. Try again. I will. Uh, 22. <laughs> really? Um, if he doesn't know where I am, can he counterspell? Not if you're invisible, I'd say no. Okay, then I'm going to shield the fuck out of that. So his elven senses kick in, and he drives the rapier out towards you. 
And with this, I'm just going to straight up just grab the blade. Ooh. Very nice. Nice flavoring of shield. Uh, and it stops in the air. And he struggles to pull it out of your crystalline grip. You have two options. Yield or your life's work goes up in flames. After he says that line, you see the crystalline claw emanate this fire burning energy. And it's starting to singe pages. Says, well played. And he sheathes his blade. Nice. Harithax, the mammoth spider, comes at you with two massive forearms, pulling you into its mandibles. Oh, shit. It can see me. (laughs) (laughs) Harithax has just a moment of, fuck. (laughs) It pulls pulls me in. Uh, The first attack from the forelegs is a 17 to hit. That hits. Harithax doesn't have great AC. Uh, 16 bludgeoning damage. Okay. It takes 11 necrotic for attacking me. Oh, I have a new hit point total to pull from now Mm -hmm. that he's a spider. And then he comes at you with his big, big bite. And that is uh, an 18. Also hits. So I need a constitution save from you. This guy is poison city, baby. It's going to take another 10 necrotic for the bite. Then I need a constitution save for the bite. Yes, please. 18. That makes it. Okay. Uh, You take a total of 13 damage from the bite. Okay. That drops me to 17. I am taking an absolute wailing in this fight. And another concentration check for this attack. Natural 20 again. You're real good at saving throws. Yeah, that's amazing. Do I get points for all these 20s? Not on saving throws. (laughs) No! That's my third one. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You may respond. All right. Um, Well, at this point, it's pretty clear that uh, it can see me because it just bit the fuck out of me. So Harthax is going to return the favor. As I'm sitting here in its arms and jaws and stuff, the symbiote is just going to crawl across my entire body and envelop me like a cocoon. And then exploding out of the cocoon, as we've seen once before, Harithax emerges as a jet black Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Hell yes! Uh, But that's my action to polymorph, sadly. So, You have caught the spider so off guard by your polymorph that it uh, attempts to retreat, giving you a free attack of opportunity. All right. Um... I'll use my horror specs and take an 18 on the attack roll. All right. (laughs) Crunch. I had a vision about this. It didn't make sense at the time. It certainly (laughs) does now. Oh, that's why I was hungry for spider. (laughs) Tyrannosaurus bite attack plus 10. So that's 28 to hit. I'm going to assume is probably fine. Yeah. uh, AC 12. So good. Good on that. That's okay. Ten, twelve, three. So that's twenty-five. Another eleven is thirty-six plus seven is forty-three points of bite damage. Christ, holy on toast! Wow. Really? Yep. Yeah, T-Rexes are nasty. Crompch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so the T-Rex latches its fangs onto one of the forearms of the spider, ripping it from the abdomen. And Chris, you see this figure reach into their robes and pull out a white handkerchief, and hold it skyward. The team captain has surrendered, and as a buzzer goes off, the match has ended early. Holy shit. What the fuck? I killed the captain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! The four of you are transported back to the platform. The magic that you had active inside of these chambers dispelled. Am I still chewing on the gnome? There is a chunk of small spider in your mouth, yes. (laughs) Gross. It's not like a a gnome's hand or something. But some kind of meat's going down your throat. You're not sure what, what kind exactly. Um, and you see the scoreboard light up. Numbers begin to flash along the scoreboard. And you see the team name, Warsong Eternal. Positive points begin to rack up. And negative points begin to take away. And you see a score of 12 next to their name. Under them in bright red, you see the words Mortal Dawn. Numbers begin to roll by, pile up. And the final score... Is 36. <laughs> yeah. The Mortal Dawn have reached the champion rank. Woo! <laughs> We've done the thing. <laughs> and there will be celebration and festivities. Fame and wealth are inbound down the road before you, paved in blood. Go! 
gods. Damn, now that is how you show off the power of a hero rank team. Giant monster battle, explosive divine combat, clutch magic item use, and style for days. The surrender isn't something we see often in League Battle Royales. I'd compare that final push to victory for the MDs to something from the past trials, but uh, I'm not sure we've seen anything like it before. Christ is really going off book with that one. More like going for the book. I mean, a W is a W, but fans are going to be split on a combat trial being won by underhanded means. Granted, as a field play and a live or die quest, I can respect it. But on the opposite side of the tactical spectrum, you got the inverted sanctuary from the cleric of sunlight and suffering. Turning the worst place you can be in a fight into the only safe haven from the ravages of the dawn. A clever play from the team captain. Well, folks, it looks like the new season's first champion ranked team is the Mortal Dawn. Now the Warsong Eternal have to remain in the hero tier for another year. Them's the breaks. The bay isn't as good, but the quests are still deadly. At least they went down with honor. I doubt they lost any fans tonight with a performance like that. Well, whatever kind of changes we've seen in the MDs since last year, it's obvious they aren't playing around and they're here to win. There's no doubt in my mind that they're ready for the champion rank. This is when it all gets real. Champion rank means the training wheels are coming off. You start to see how much scary crap is being held back on the daily by these brave souls. I, for one, am glad the Don will be there to help hold the line, as it were. The crowd is chanting their names. The celebration music is just getting started. We've got more trials and challenges coming soon, so be sure to tune in next time for more of the League of Ultimate Questing. Mr. Preakness. That's Thundertongue, ma'am. Yes, of course, Mr. Thundertongue. Do you understand why you're here? Because these two giant constructs dragged me here like a ragdoll? Not very subtle, Kamish. You fled the Grand Proving. When you're on the clock, we keep track of where you are. Oh, I'm sure when I'm off the clock, too. But let's cut to the meat here. I'm fired, right? Well, blame me all you want, but you don't bring a pro onto the design crew if you don't want pro results. Mr. Thundertongue, you were far from alone in designing the new challenges. Everyone in production knows all about your tenacity and cleverness in the act of catching warriors off guard. We sought you out specifically for this expertise, and you delivered. But what about all the greens that got mulched? Are you going to take their res fees out of my salary or something? I can smell a but I have bad news from a mile away, so lay it on me. I respect your cautionary attitude, Mr. Thundertongue, but I assure you, this isn't what you think it is. Here, take a look at this. Woo, numbers and line graphs. Is this my punishment? Math? I knew it. Never share your weakness on scry. Stupid storm. Rookie mistake. Those are the ratings from this year's Grand Proving. Viewership has increased over 20% from past years. So what are you saying? I'm saying things are looking up. A change is in the air. Things can't stay so predictable forever. Or people will grow bored. Change sells. Blood sells. And? And you've helped us stock the warehouse. Oh, and take this with you. What's this? Some kind of heavy chain to hold me to my desk? Call it a raise. We hope to see you back on Scry first thing in the morning. Now, if you'll please, I have another meeting to attend. Thank you very much for your time. Huh. Was yeah. So cool. That was a that was a great way to take the wind out of the oh sails. My, oh my god. That's the league, baby. <laughs> this, this fight had literally everything. It was god, so good. They Damn. lost some big points for surrendering and fumbling and oh. failing at some of their attempted spells. See, what I'm interested to see is how people are gonna react to winning by such sleazy means and if that's gonna affect the Mortal Dawn's view of us. Okay. Or the the public's view of the Mortal Dawn. I wait, don't know wait, if it's wait. sleazy though. You he mean... stole his he stole his life's work and threatened to burn <laughs> it instead of beating him honorably. I think that's gonna reflect badly on the Mortal Dawn. Or that's a smart fighting. Yeah, smart. And you know what the, another word for smart is? Sleazy in combat. I'm just saying people uh... are gonna people are gonna not like it. I'm... And I think it's gonna be a great story. Artyom's gonna be very angry. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Just trying to point uh, out, Artyom is going to be pissed. All right. <laughs> How many hit points does a mammoth spider have? Uh, Two hundred and ten. Ooh, that would have been <laughs> that battle by itself would have just kept going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn, that's uh, a lot of hit points. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. I think I, I did very well. <laughs> that cleric got almost no points. It rolled fucking horribly. Yeah. And I always rolled just under enough to be able to use the mm. the. War priest blessing. Yeah, where you can just add plus ten to hit. Mm, mm. I'm almost curious to know what Chris' points are. I feel like he either got the most or the least. 
Yes. I don't think I should know, though. There's different categories, too. Yeah. Uh, I... Oh, I had this great moment that I wanted to do, and I didn't think it was worth it. But after he yelled the name of his god, I was going to cast deafness on him and say, You're, you might hear, uh, or so your god can hear you, but I don't think you'll hear him. Ooh, and then just have the, the world slowly turn into cotton. Yikes. <laughs> but I didn't, because it didn't seem like it was worth it. Yeah, you're beating him up yeah, that pretty cleric, badly. That cleric blew it. <laughs> yeah. My dice hate doing good against fucking Zach. Hey, man, anything, anything you can <laughs> do to make Artem look cool. Just Zach. All right. So should we go around the table? Sam? Yeah, I'm Sam. I play Arvid Ulfmund. Didn't even have to go goat this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is a champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are a champion. The greatest of all time. Aww. Well, no, not Sam. Arvid. Well, both. Right. My name is Michael. I play Harithax. I did have to wild shape this battle using my polymorph spell. And I'm a ninth were... level Tyrannosaurus Rex. And you were a badass T-Rex. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alante. I play Chris DeGrand, the uh, plunderer of books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zachary Barkas. I play uh, Artyom Volkov, the cleric of sunlight and suffering. I am also the producer and technical director for Slapdash Studios. My name is La. I'm the Dungeon Master and Creative Director of Slapdash Studios, and I will take the bullet editing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for listening and, and coming with us on this journey to becoming fucking champions. Woo! Champions. Yeah. And you can be a champion, too, by continuing to listen every Monday when when things go live, check it wherever podcasts are available. Every fucking Monday. Every, Every Monday. Monday. That's insane. Also, be sure to check the website. You can see all the cool things. It has links to our Instagram and other social media. Share it with friends. Getting the word out means so much to us. And we just want to keep growing and questing together. And until next time, we wish you luck. Yeah.